Coming to you from the Carolina coast, it's the Coastal Carolina Fisherman online magazine podcast, Just Angling, hosted by Captains Tim Wilson and Chip Berry. For the next 30 minutes, get your infusion of saltwater fishing topics and fishing predictions. Welcome everybody to the next edition of Simply Angling. We appreciate you being here today, and I tell you what, we got a great crowd here. Captain uh, Chip Berry, as always, with us uh, being my co-host and co-pilot on this thing. And today we have a kind of an unusual guest with us. We have uh, uh, Matt Upton, Matt's with Roths. It's the scientific consulting company that helps those offshore fishermen find out where the fish are. And, and you know, that's something that uh, a lot of people just don't really understand the importance of it. And he's here to talk to us today and tell us a little bit more about what they do and how they do it. And i tell you what's funny about that. I think once we understand more, everybody will have to sign up for this because the people I know that you and have used it are, are just, they're captive of it from that point in time. And Chip's going to really help out with this because Chip is the offshore side of this combo here that we've got. So he understands it a little bit more and he's going to pick uh, Matt's brain on, on and ask him the right questions where I can't actually do that very well. Hey, Matt, welcome. We appreciate you taking the time today. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be on and um, and hope everybody's safe and, and well out there. Hey, I think uh, with the weather getting better and hopefully the pandemic getting better, we've got to get out there and fish a little bit more. Uh, hey, tell us uh, before we kick into Chip. Uh, Chip, hey, welcome. I didn't even speak to you. How you doing today, buddy? I am blessed as every day. Thank you. I tell you what, if you, it, especially having especially having Matt on today, he's a, a, a special person. If you're ever having a bad mood, give Chip a call. He's the guy to get you out of it. So anyway, that having been said, Matt, tell us just a little bit about what Roths does. Because before this, I was a little—I didn't have a clear understanding of it, not being an offshore fisherman. But the more I learned, the more interesting it got. So tell us what you guys do. Yes. Uh, so first of all, I want to say hi to Chip. And, and Chip has been a, a long time um, client and friend of, of Roths, and really helped us out with his with his chart business um, through the years, and we've supported each other. And um, I think this new partnership that we're, we're on here with, with Coastal Carolina uh, Fisherman Magazine is going to be good as well. So thank you guys, first, first most. Um, but so Roth is it's Roth's Ocean Fishing Forecasting Service, and I actually bought the company from Dr. Mitchell Roffer two years ago. And Mitch, Mitch was, I have to give props to him, he was a pioneer um, really back in the late 80s to start up a business out of his garage uh, that that used satellite imagery so we can get a broad coverage of the offshore conditions from sea surface temperature, ocean color, um, all sorts of parameters. And we can look at the conditions in real time and tell fishermen where the best conditions are the highest probability of where fish will be um, prevalent. And depending on the species and, and, and the water temperature, water color, uh, currents, um, eddies, which way the current's flowing, overlay, we overlay all that on bottom structure. And we can tell you, tell the fishermen, depending on what, what inlet you're coming out of, what the best conditions are to target offshore. So you're not wasting 
time, you know, time is precious, we all know, or fuel, just blind, blindly going out there and not knowing where to go. Maybe you're going to go to your favorite bottom structure area, but the conditions may not be great there, and you may not catch that day. So you may have to, you may, you may be just five miles off on where the best um, conditions are. So that's what we, that's, that's the whole thing that we do is monitor the, sat, the ocean conditions by satellite and tell you where to fish. The highest probability of, of your target species will be located. Well, I, okay, I've got a question for you right off the bat before Chip jumps in. I'm an inshore fisherman. You and I have talked about that. Does Because of the nature of what you guys do, do you is there any way to also help the inshore guys a little bit? With I know the, the, the close shore stuff, near shore stuff, you probably can. How about, how about the guys inshore looking at the bigger, your Pamlico Sound as an example? Yes, we, we also, most, of our clients are offshore fishermen. And when I say offshore fishermen, I'm saying, um, you know, 10, 10 miles and, and offshore because the resolution, I'm going to get a little scientific on you guys now, the, the resolution of the satellite imagery is one kilometer. So that means that the pixels that make up the satellite imagery are one kilometer by one kilometer. So when you get, we can't really see the smaller scale dynamics of the ocean by satellite when you get real inshore because the resolution isn't that great. Um, you can't pick up the, the main features. But when you get an overall view offshore and, say, look at the Gulf Stream, um, the Gulf Stream eddies, um, that's where uh, it becomes um, more important and it becomes more our service becomes more valuable. But, however... We do cater to inshore um, fishermen that fish for kingfish, for example, or cobia. Yeah, a, lot of the, a lot of the same sort of metrics for your offshore fish, it, 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 it translates to the inshore fish as well um, on what's going on. And sometimes the Gulf Stream, the way it moves, it changes every single day. Uh, eddies can bring in filaments of Gulf Stream water. Um, and different different temperatures and different um, water mass boundaries way inshore for you guys to target sometimes. So it, it's all connected. Okay. All right. So, I, I, that, so that would be a big yes. I mean, I think a lot of times, too many times, the inshore guys just don't think about using that kind of data to determine or to help them at least determine what's happening out there. They, they kind of think that that's only for the offshore guys, but I think you've you said, hey, it can be used, and it can be important to them, and especially now, since we're seeing a lot of fishermen that were uh, offshore, they're in the small boats, they're going a little further in the smaller boats. They're heading out that 10, 15, 20-mile range. So what your product's going to be very key to their success. Yes, yes, absolutely, and we we mainly look at uh, sea surface temperature, ocean color data, and currents, um, the major features, filaments, eddies, and overlay all that on bottom structure. And then we map out where the main water mass boundaries are. And because we look at the imagery every single day, we can tell you which water mass boundaries 
are more stable. So the overall um, theory, I guess, that's been proven for years is the longer the water mass boundaries have been stable, the more likelihood that bait will concentrate in that area because those are, those are actually convergent zones. And that's where your bait are most likely to concentrate, and then that brings in your larger pelagic fish, your kingfish, um, you know, mahi, tuna, wahoo, dolphin, dolphin fish, um, marlin. That's what. Um, that's where our 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 services become um, important to to our clients. Wow. Okay. Now, I Chip, let me ask this question. <laughs> I no, yeah, no. I, actually, that made a lot of sense. It, it actually, I, I think my brain was able to take it better than I thought it was going to be able to, um, because what you do is so incredibly detailed. Uh, yeah, it, it can be a little bit scary, but uh, the way you communicated was very good. It didn't didn't uh, lose me there. Uh, Chip, tell us a little bit. Now you've known these guys. You know these guys for a number of years. Tell me a little bit about your past with these guys. Well, first of all, they got damn good customer service. <laughs> and I go back, M Mitch Roper and I started our businesses, I think, about the same time, about 30 years ago. And uh, I've been a year. I mean, I remember the days where, you know, you stood next to a fax machine if you could find one, you know, because the technology wasn't there, the internet wasn't there at that time, too. And then. The technologies that like Matt has now to see chlorophyll and ocean color, all those remote sensing technologies has just made it just incredible. So I've seen them evolve over the years and into a you know an incredibly good thing. I would like to just say real quick, because you're talking about the inshore fishermen, I do think that that is a class of fishermen that. Because a lot of people do look at rods and says, hey, I'm going blue water, got to have a rods. Okay, fine. But there is a lot of diversity of water mass boundaries in store. And when it comes to king fishing and so forth, because we got, a, as Matt probably knows, well, I know he knows, but, uh, you know, offshore here, you know, we got a basically a 40 to 60, 70 mile run off the Carolinas and Georgia. To, you know, to get to the shelf break, which is usually about where the stream is, the western yep. wall. And uh, uh, so, but inshore, uh, I think it's an incredible, valuable tool. And I'll just start out by just saying one thing that's a fact, from my opinion, is whether you fish 20 miles or 90 miles offshore, there's a probability that, that only probably about 5%, maybe. Uh, within that geographic range that you'll be running, that you'll find that kind of habitat you were talking about. You know, the, re the western wall of the stream, uh, the eddies, the backflows, the filaments that roll in. I've seen some of those pockets roll way in the shore. Yeah. And yeah. we have such a tremendous continental shelf here. When you get those filaments that roll in the, on the 60, 90-foot terrace, you know, can be some incredible fishing. So let's just say that 10% of the water's out there is good. Well, if you don't have a Ross report, basically, there's a 90% chance that you're either not going to find what you're looking for or either you're going to be fishing in dead water. And 
sometimes we have dead water and, and you have to live with it. Yep. So the key is just, you know, finding those areas and that's what y'all do and y'all do such a, a great job of that. And uh, so that diversity is, you know, what, like you said, yeah. Oh, I just love, there's a couple things I'll just say about the report that I like so much. Not only the bottom map features with the lat long grid, but the water temp pallets, but I like that you mentioned the type of water there, like dark blue, mixed blue, blended blue-green, you know, those things. Yeah. And then you have the arrows that show the direction of whichever filament or current, you know, which way it's going. That's extremely helpful. And then you mentioned about the days uh, that something's been one of these uh, eddies or something, or the western walls being real stable to draw in those bait fish and the game fish. But when you have those dots on the map, it shows you how many days that those features that y'all observed them over X number. I tell you, when you find something from two to four days, you'll catch fish. And I don't think there's a time I've ever been out there using one of your reports and not caught fish when I can see the conditions that are right out there. So, Now, Matt, let, let, let me ask a question here. Okay, I'm, I'm getting into the, the offshore fishing. I'm getting ready to go buy my my, uh, my hatters here this afternoon now that I'm talking to you guys. Uh, but seriously, tell, tell us how you take this information and how you get it to to the fishermen, and, and what form, uh, how often? Tell us how your program works, because I'm a little, I don't know much about that. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're fishing tomorrow, we like to have at least, you know, a 24-hour notice, you can call us up, email at uh, fishing at ross.com, or call our off-main office, and... <clears throat> or you can order online, too, on our website, www.roth.com. And you will tell us where you're fishing out of, what inlet, what are you fishing for, and then we will, we will produce an analysis for you that afternoon for the next morning's fishing. And that will include uh, a, a sea surface temperature chart that, shows um you know the main the main features the sea surface temperature the ocean color uh where the eddies are where the main water mass boundaries are we'll map all that out for you and then we overlay all that on bottom structure and from help with uh with maps unique there we have uh, updated charts on on certain areas off of north carolina all the way down to jacksonville now um and then what we do, because we look at the water, Chip just mentioned, we look at the ocean conditions days before, we can tell you with, we pinpoint with dots, we call them hotspot locations, our hotspot dots, where exactly we think you have a higher probability, where the best conditions are offshore. And then the number in those dots that you'll see on our report are the number of days it's been stable. So in theory, the, no, the higher the number 
the more likelihood that bait will concentrate and the higher probability that, that there'll be some fish of your target species in that area. Because we all know where, where's the larger fish going to be? They're going to be where the bait is. And then to supplement all that information, it's, it's you know, the, where the habitat is favorable for your species. And that's sea surface temperature, ocean color, um, water mass boundaries, um, you know, time of the year. And all this is taken into consideration. And then we, we produce those maps for you. We also try to do, to incorporate an ocean color uh, chlorophyll image that tells you the color of the water because certain species prefer different um, clarity or color of the water um, for their habitat. And, you know, ocean color can also be an indicator of plankton and, and also water mass boundaries that are favorable. So we put all this together in a PDF format and we even write in a text portion we can t we tell you um, what's going on if we have any important fishing reports that we trust we'll put that in the first paragraph you know where's the major main features and then we give you the lat long or loran um, coordinates on these hotspot locations and we can tell you exactly where we think the best place to fish is and why and then you know a lot of our clients we email it to them, a PDF email, um, to their email address, and they can pull that up on their tablet or on their phone or on their home computer, print it out if they, if they choose, and, and take that report with them offshore. Um, that's, how, that's how we work, and, and then you can buy subscriptions or just, you know, if you're you're a weekend warrior and want to go out and try to have a, the best time you can, just um, you can buy individual um, analysis. So that's that's kind of overall view of, of how we work and what we do and what we include, and it's really a customized um, report um, catered towards your area. And we have areas set up all the way up and down the East Coast, the Bahamas, Gulf of Mexico, um, and all over the place for our clients. Okay. Uh, hey, sounds sounds simple enough. I, I mean, I got to tell you, it's very uncomplicated. It really there's is. A lot, there's a lot. There's a lot included, and 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 for our benefit, you know, we're we're a little bit more pricey, but if you're to use us instead of your, some of our comp competitors that just throw the the, sat the satellite data at you, and you have to figure out where to go yourself, we will. Um, spend the extra time to analyze the conditions for you and tell you where to go and why, so you're not wasting time trying to interpret, um, you know, your satellite imagery yourself. So basically, what you're saying is you can put the bicycle together for us rather than make us do it ourselves. That's a good. So, that's a good analogy. Yes, that's that's a good way to put it. Yep. Well, I know that appeals to me. I'm sure it appeals to a lot of other guys out there, too. So. May, may I throw in one thing here? Uh, go ahead, Chip. Did I interrupt there? No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, talking about one of your hot spots as a user, this, this is kind of what I find when I get there. You know, I find these water temp breaks. Uh, I find water clarity boundaries 
and most of the time where these boundaries meet, especially when you got an arrow going against an arrow, I know it's you know pushing their uh, tremendous sarcasm weed lines. And boy, that's just ultimate. I mean, those are the kinds of things I find on their hot spots, all the diversity. And, you know, that's just so key, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I'm always yeah. real excited when I use one of your reports. And the night before, I see where I'm going. And I'm so excited. I just want to, like, leave at midnight and go ahead and get there because I know what I'm going to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. We get that question a lot. Is One question we do get a lot is, can you see, you know, the weed lines from satellite? And there's a, there's a, it's a yes or no. Uh, it's kind of a yes, we can, but no, we really can't. You can't see them visually. But the satellite imagery, especially the ocean color, is an indicator on where the higher probability of weed lines may be. And then also these same water mass boundaries that, that we like to target because they're convergent zones are actually a higher probability of where the weed lines will be. And so, you know, those hot spot locations that we give our clients, you know, those are where there's going to likely be some, some weeds. Okay, great. All right, hey Chip, any more questions for Matt today? Uh, let me think. I got a question. I got a question for Chip. Okay, yeah, great. Please. You've been you've been using Roth for a long time, and and maybe you've already touched on some of this, but but what do you look for specifically on on our charts, and how how do you interpret uh, some of the data when you're when you're looking at it before you're going offshore for a trip? Well, that's a good point. Again, I'll get back to that. You know, you're looking at a large area that you may fish, you, you know, you're going to see probably four or five really convergent zones or whatever you might want to call them, mm -hmm. these hot spot areas. I mean, they, they just pop out like a sore thumb. I mean, you, you can literally tell where you need to be and where you don't need to be. It's just so clear, you know? Yeah. But the first thing I do is uh, I'll pick out a spot. I'll think of which way the wind's going to blow that day or whatever. And then I'll pull out one of my maps and I'll look underneath these areas and I'll say, okay, it's up on or something. The 30 under fathom break right here is stable. You know, this is where I'm going and I'm fishing these ledges here or, or this live bottom group here we'll say I'm at 90 feet of water 120 feet of water whatever and that's kind of how I use it and uh, it, it's, it's actually a very simple tool and you've done all the work kinda, you know mm -hmm. uh, and that, that's the beauty of it it really is an easy tool and that's kind of how I design my maps uh you know, simple, but just putting the things on there that you need to see and not a whole bunch of fluff that you don't really care about. <clears throat> and that's what they've had, like I was mentioning, the, the hot spots, the, the direction of the current, the water clarity. I like personally uh, mixed blue water 
edging up against dark blue water, I'm going to catch some fish. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's absolutely. to me, you know, so I, I kind of, I, I, it, it's, it's just an easy tool to use. You've got a great easy-to-use tool, and since I've been using it for so long, it's really, really gotten so advanced and so easy. Y'all just continue to improve, and then I know you have your new technologies to, um, that are always advancing to, you know, make your analysis even even better. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just a big fan, and I'm just in honor of being in your presence today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, I, you know, I, as we have come to the conclusion of Tim is not, I am not a offshore fisherman, but okay, I think I'm going to have to get into it because Matt knows what the fish are, Chip, Chip knows how to rig and catch them, so what have I got to lose? Hey, we can make a good team That's here. That's right. Like. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm getting ready to, uh, um, you know, think about getting an offshore boat or getting a friend with an offshore boat and, and get into it. Maybe here's what I need to do. I'm going to get a friend with an offshore boat, and I'll tell him, hey, I'll get the Ross report if you take care of the fuel. And, uh, hey, I'll, everything will be good then. That sounds like a great deal. That's a lot it does. Find a friend with a big boat, right? <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. I, I know a couple of them. So. But, well, hey. You know, another quick thing is uh, I appreciate their honesty, too, because, you know, there might be, on occasion, but not not that often, but occasionally, you know, I'll get a note from Ross saying, look, do uh, the cloud cover and this and that, uh, you know, or conditions out there, you know, we, we just don't feel like we can, you know, provide you with any good information on this particular day or very accurate information, you know, because they're limited you know, by this, that, or the other. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're 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 real honest, and I'm sure people will order a report their boat breaks standing and give them a credit for another one. So, yep. you know, yep. they're yep. that, that kind happens. of company, you know. So, so, so what you, you, you need to do, like the fishing piers along the Carolina coast, say, you know, there's not much going on, but you should have been here last week. So, yeah, like, Matt, I'm in I'm in ten foot seas. Can I can I just use this report? Again, another time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, turn, I'm turning around and headed towards the hill. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like to, that's one thing that that we like to pride ourselves on, and we actually enjoy it. Is is clients um, calling up with questions or or reports, um, pictures, and, and everything. We've been getting a lot of reports. Um, recently, in the last week, uh, of there's been there's been some good fishing out there for all you guys listening right now. I know your reach is from like northern Florida to to North Carolina and even to Virginia, and we've gotten reports guys catching dolphin already off of at the point off of uh, off of Cape Cape Hatteras and Oregon Inlet. Oh, so Cape Hatteras, all yeah. the way down, all the way down Wahoo, uh, Mahi, even Marlin already. Um, the eastern side of the stream has been really hot. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention down to South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, but they've been they've been killing it with the yellowfin, especially on the eastern side of the stream. So, guys that are listening, get out there and and uh, and get fishing when the weather permits because it's 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 been hot in some locations. 
Hey, that sounds great. And hey, man, I got to tell you, thanks so much for joining us today. The information was absolutely great. And you know, it's unfortunate. I think a lot of people would really would just without fail use your service if they only knew how simple it really was and how how effective it really was. So hopefully this will help out just a little bit and uh, kind of spread that word out there. But again, thanks for joining us. We, I, I want you to promise us you'll come back again soon because I think you're filled with a wealth of knowledge. As we get into the big part of the fishing season, we want to get you back to, to talk again. Now it's time to, for us to do our fishing report aspect, what we like to call fish track which is all new. We hope everybody enjoys it. And, and what I want to do, I'm going to start with the kind of the, uh, I guess, the inshore stuff. You're going to, I want you to handle that offshore stuff. That's where your expertise really lies. And uh, I want to start down in South Carolina around uh, right now, Columbia, or excuse me, Columbia, listen to me. Charleston, they're showing some great bites right now and the creeks and grass lines when it comes to redfish using popping corks and, and mud minnows. Trout's biting Pretty good, especially around low tide, around those oyster beds and those grass lines too. Uh, they're they're showing around 14 inches right now. They're they're probably going to be a little bigger as the season goes on, and they're also using DOA shrimp and that uh, uh, those spook juniors uh, for those fish. Black drums coming around the docks right now and the rocks around the jetties and other hard structures. Uh, there's a mixture of sizes, uh, kind of. Uh, it's basically what you're going to catch, and also they're using some frozen shrimp. Sheep's head uh, looking pretty good around structure, kind of like the black drum, uh, uh, dock pillars, things like that. They're around three pounds right now, and they're using frozen fleas, filler crabs, and frozen clam bellies. Spanish mackerel, kind of light down there right now. They're not seeing a lot of Spanish as of yet. Some around Fort Sumter and the jetties and also at uh, Castle Pinckney. Uh, they catch those with, uh, of course, the shiny Clark spoons or other casting jigs. Blues are looking pretty good. Uh, they're, you know, in and out right now. There's not a lot of the larger ones around, but they are seeing some uh, uh, some of the medium size. So tell us what's going on in South Carolina when it comes offshore. Well, the, the fishing has been actually extremely good off the Carolinas. Uh, uh, I've been talking with people, you know, Savannah upwards through Cape Lookout. The fishing's been, you know, really, really good, uh, especially offshore around the Gulf Stream areas. Uh, the water's been really nice. Uh, a lot of big eddies have been showing up out by the western wall of the stream uh, with great catches of blue marlin. Uh, the yellow fin have shown up this year from Cape Lookout all the way southward to into Georgia uh, with a mix of, of blackfin, yellowfin, uh, lots of dolphin, gaffer dolphin too, and quite a few releases on, on nice blue marlin and some white marlin out there. So it's been, it's been really, really good from south of Charleston all the way up to Cape Lookout. It's just been fantastic. Uh, uh, especially with some of these eddies breaking off the stream and rolling back inshore a little bit, uh, where along those boundaries is where they've really been catching the dolphin and, and, and the yellowfin. And typically, mostly trolling ballyhoo, skirted ballyhoo, uh, topwater trolling. 
seems what most people are, are doing right now. The only limiting factor in the last two weeks, the fishing has been great, has been the weather. Uh, we're in our third day right now of a, uh, an extremely low-pressure system. Uh, obviously, nobody's been offshore in three days. Now. So, uh, But when they can get out there, the fishing has been really good. And uh, just right off the beach, or even um, uh, even the king mackerel is showing up. The inshore waters are uh, into the you know low seventies now. Uh, the western wall of the stream is a solid 80, 81, 82 degrees. So the conditions are perfect, um, and I think they will stay that way a while. It's like I said, the limiting factor seems to be these fronts that that uh, kicks up the wind and, and keeps people in port seems to be the the only limiting factor out there right now. Okay, great. Well, looking at the Cape Fear, moving on up the coast just a little bit, Cape Fear down around anywhere from uh, uh, as far south as Little River all the way up to, uh, I would probably say New River. As things are pretty good right now. Inshore, reds are biting really good. There's a wide range of sizes, nothing really... Uh, you know, sized in one particular place right now, especially if you're fishing early mornings. We are seeing a good uh, reports of catches coming in, and they're in the creeks and the inlets as well as the marshes, and they are doing well on topwater plugs like and gulf, seaman, artificials also, and as well as some cut bait. Trout fishing slowing down a little bit. We knew that was going to happen. Black drum looking pretty good, found in the surf around Cape Fear River if you're fishing around that area, and also the creeks around Wrightsville Beach and using uh, fresh shrimp, blue crab, sheep's head moving pretty good. Uh, it's still going to pick up a little bit more. Of course, those are going to be around the bridges and the older docks uh, and the deeper water that can be caught with sand fleas and fiddler crabs. Spanish mackerel, hey, they're tearing it up right now. Spanish mackerel reports coming oh, in no. all over the Cape Fear. They're saying they're almost jumping in the boat right now, and they can even be caught two to three miles off the beaches and also find them offshore uh, mixed in with some other smaller kings. So be careful when you hook up with something out there that you make sure that you've got a Spanish mackerel and your, your measurements are right instead of a king. Uh, we're also seeing some blues that are pretty good right now. Some of the bigger mixture coming through at this time. So that should make for some fun fishing as well. Uh, as we get a little bit further north, uh, uh, things are looking pretty good around Topsail. Some good reports of redfish up there. Pretty much catching them on the same thing that uh, they are down around Wilmington and Wrightsville Beach at this time. Tell us what's happening off the Cape Fear when it comes to offshore there, Captain. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Spanish and the, the King showing up to inshore because, uh, by the way, that was an incredible story of the 12-pound test line, 10-year-old boy. Oh, what was that? side of the beach. I mean, that that was an incredible story. Yeah, uh, yep, so, sure was. So they're there. They're there. When you get up uh, off Cape Lookout, the inshore waters are a little little cooler than they are, let's say, off Merle's Island, Georgetown, and Charleston. Uh, but offshore, uh, closer to the break, uh, offshore, um, take Big Rock, for instance, uh, there was a big, huge eddy sitting over Big Rock last week, and it just stayed there for a couple of days. Uh, and they were, again, just uh, tearing up the uh, the yellow fin, the black fin, uh, 
catch and release them, blue marlin, wahoo, big gaffer dolphin. You know, just all all, all about kind of finding that water out there and the uh, just looking at the Ross reports up and down the, the coast here. You know, the conditions are just like, you know, just stellar. You know, if you can get out there. There was a lot of boats uh, a couple of days ago off the Cape Lookout, and they were all catching fish. Uh, all right. Again, Sounds the weather's just been a limiting factor here uh, off and on. Seems like since people came out of COVID-19 mode and started fishing. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we came out We came out of COVID-19 and we started getting wet and blown around, hadn't we? We sure have. <laughs> But I'm telling well, you, when you get out there, it's, uh, you know, it seems to be really hot. I think it's going to be a really good season, man. And I know as the waters warm up a little bit more, those bigger kings will be uh, showing up closer to the beaches as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right when you say that we're going to have a good season. It looks like we're already off to a very, very good start. If we can get cooperative weather this week alone along the, the Cape Fear Coast, which is where you and I live, uh, it's going to rain pretty much every day through the weekend. So hopefully we can we can see a lot of that blow out and things get to an even keel when it comes to the weather. So, and and let's talk a little bit about what's going on inshore around the uh, the Crystal Coast, Moorhead City, up in that area. And they are doing extremely well. They, they tell me that the reds are picking up, especially around that warmer water that's starting to come in. They're in the grass beds and the muddy flats and uh, incoming tides going to be your best bet, uh, especially around those oyster beds. You're catching on popping corks and uh, uh, shad patterns, like and, as well as shrimp and paddle tails, uh, gulp that is. So a, a lot of good fishing going on for red sheep's head. Uh, doing well now. I got to tell you, Moorhead is always a sheep's head place, so uh, yep. you know they're doing well this time of year. And again, around that deeper structure, you don't want to get that that shallow structure. You want to go to that deeper structure to find them, and they're around pylons. And of course, Moorhead has so many pylons with so many docks, and of course, the port wall is always a good place to get them too. The trout are acting strange right now. You know, they're 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 getting some bites around structure and. Uh, uh, some catches uh, anywhere between 21, 22 inches in there. Uh, they're keepers, but uh, and they're caught on mullet. Uh, but yeah, they're they're kind of acting weird right now. So maybe when the weather smooths out, uh, that'll be good. They're using those mirror lure MR51s, MR52s, or the top the top dog junior on for that. Spanish looking right. good uh, before the rain, and uh, they're catching them in 30 to 40 feet of water. Of course, they're using Clark spoons. They're better since Clark spoons in Moorhead City, and uh, there's two, in, uh, there's number two and number three planers taking them pretty deep on the double off Clark spoons. That is too. Uh, they're showing a lot with the green is the best color for the water right now, and that goes against a little bit of what I was always taught. But I got to listen to these guys. They know what they're talking about. I always use the silver and the gold, and they're talking about a color that I never used. So I'm, I'm, this is relatively new. And so I'll say it again, green Clark spoons are showing what's uh, really getting the, the Spanish mackerel around uh, the Moorhead City area. Pompano uh, biting really well on sand fleas, and they're also about 12 to 15 inches. They're getting the right size, so things are looking pretty good up there. just want to touch base before I turn it back to you. You get up around the Outer Banks. Still some good reports about redfish back in the, uh, uh, the Albemarle Sound, Pamlico Sound areas, uh, some uh, good trout bites. Pretty much the same thing that people are using everywhere else. 
but uh, uh, but yeah, very good bites and some big surf uh, redfish being caught as well, all up and down the Outer Banks. Tell us what's going on offshore up around the Cape, the, the Crystal Coast and the Outer Banks, Chip. Um, pretty much the same thing. The uh, well, you get up right north of Cape Lookout, obviously. Uh, you got that Labrador current, you know, that colder inshore current coming in. The water's still pretty chilly, uh, kind of right off Hatteras, but the Gulf Stream, again, is right offshore is just rolling up there, you know, at 80 degrees, uh, 81 degrees or so. Strong edges, lots of eddies. Uh, uh, so the the mixing of water up there is incredible. There's just all kinds of, to me, it looks like all kinds of opportunities to really get into the fish and uh and uh so it, it again it's it's happening out there um it's been kind of strange down south uh my kind of stomping grounds because like the georgetown blue marlin tournament and the bohickett tournament <clears throat> both of them you know part of the governor's cup series you know we're both uh rescheduled to uh to july this year, uh, which should have already just occurred, uh, and uh, so we got a we got a long season ahead of us. Got a lot, a lot of long season, You're and right. as the water warms on up, uh, uh, the the fish are already there off off you know Cape Lookout, and you know in in the bluer water for sure. So uh, I suspect that uh, you know they've already made it that far up and. And and for the first time, uh, people are so excited to see the yellowfin show up. I mean, uh, you know, there have been years where they just, you know, haven't appeared. <laughs> uh, different exactly. migratory routes. And uh, this year, they're they're just all mixed in with the gaffer dolphin on the west side of the stream. And, uh, and uh, that's true up and down the coast from uh, Georgia all the way up. So all the way up to Hatteras. So they're, the fish are there. And uh, so it's going to be some exciting times, you know, out of any port in the Carolinas, I think, you know. I, I think you're exactly right. Thanks for joining me today. I always love you co-hosting with me. And, uh, hey, guys, those of you listening, join us again next week uh, for uh, uh, Just Angling as well as the Fish Track Fishing Report.